Hey hurdlers, Emily Abadi here, bringing you another installment of Hurdle Moment from Hurdle, a podcast that talks to everyone from entrepreneurs to top CEOs and athletes about how they got through tough times, hurdles of sorts, by leaning in to wellness. Today, I am bringing you the topic that you have been begging me for in the DMs. We're talking about cold weather running, and today I have an expert to chat with me about the subject. We're bringing in Nike Plus Run Coach Jess Woods. Hey, Jess. Hello. Thanks for coming to chat with me today. Of course. I figure what's better for insight on cold weather running than someone that does a lot of running in the cold? Of course, regardless of weather. Regardless of weather. Would you say that you're a all-year weather, all-weather runner? I think so. I don't think we have canceled a run club except once in the three years that that we've been holding it on Thursday mornings. That's that's a bold statement. Yes. So like we're talking 10 degrees. We're talking snow. I will run in snow. I will run in rain. I will run in cold. There's only one time that I deem it not safe would be freezing rain. Freezing rain. I agree. I agree with that. Okay. So I have Jess in here. She's going to help us get into all of your questions, highlight all of the things you need to know if you're taking your run outside this winter. You guys know the drill. If you need us, if you have questions, comments, concerns, at Hurdle Podcast, at Emily Abadi. Jess, where can they find you on social media? They can find me, uh, Jess Lynn NYC, J-E-S-L-Y-N-N-Y-C. All right. And with that, let's get to hurdling. It's about to get cold out there, like real cold. I looked at the forecast for uh, the turkey trot I'm running tomorrow, and I think it's a, a high of 24. And where is that? I mean, it's in Connecticut, but it's the morning Yes. high of 24. I think it's going to be a bad one this year. We got pretty lucky last year. Every, every, the last, for the last three years, I feel like I've gone to do the turkey trot and I'm like, wow, it has not been this cold yet. And here I am. But that's why it's important that we're having this conversation this week. So today, as I mentioned, we are getting into all of the things you need to know when you're heading out to run in the cold. So the first tip that we have for you is make sure you're finding the time to warm up. Jess, why is that important? Uh, I mean, we don't want to forget about this. We tend to do it before speed workouts or something that we know that's going to be especially taxing, but we don't want to forget about it even before our easy runs. Um, And then especially as the weather gets colder, we want to make sure that we're good and warmed up before we head out. So taking the time for it, we want to make sure we get warmed up with some easy dynamic stretches, keep it moving before heading out um, with a little asterisk of making sure we're not too warmed up before we head outside. Right. Because if you're too warmed up and you're dripping sweat and you go out there and it's cold, that is a no bueno. Also, another important keyword that Jess threw in there is dynamic. And I know we've talked about stretching a lot here on the podcast before, but you want those movements before you really get moving to be fluid and save the more still static stuff for once you're done. Cool. All right. Next tip for winter running. Hydration. Still very important. Just because you are not sweating buckets or feel like you're sweating buckets, that doesn't mean that you don't need to stay hydrated. It's very important and it also becomes 
more difficult, especially uh, here in New York City and I'm sure in other cities when the public parks start shutting off the water fountains and you just don't have the luxury of stopping wherever you want to to quickly hydrate. So you kind of have to make a plan in the winter and be super conscious about it. So hydrating before you run and then uh, carrying a handheld with you if you know that you're not going to be on a course where there's water readily available um, or going ahead and and making a quick pit stop at the bodega or uh, a street vendor for for a quick hit of water or or Gatorade or whatever your fuel of choice is while you're out for a run. I feel like the inevitable question that will come up is when or how far do I have to be going to be thinking about hydration? Does that change in the winter versus the summer? Uh, Everybody is different. I know for me, if I'm going out for 45 minutes or less, I can I can make it through. But anything more than 60 minutes, I make sure that I have a hydration plan. I co-sign that. I also wonder if you can dispel this myth for me. Is there a water fountain that always works in Central Park? Ooh, in Central Park, I am not sure, but I have found one in Prospect Park, and there is definitely one along the West Side Highway. You have to look for that super secret sticker on it that says, hold the button down for however many seconds, and it will eventually turn on. I'll tell you, I've been we living I've been living in New York for eight, almost nine years now. I did not know that these water fountains existed, and now we know. I know. We Guys, should, this, is, this is this val- we'll is exciting. See if there's a link to uh, <laughs> We'll try to, to find a link. We'll put it in the show notes. Yes. It'll be great. Okay. Next tip for cold weather running. The biggest tip of them all. Dress right. Now, there are a lot of different facets to this. First of all, right for everyone likely means layers. Now, why are layers important when it comes to cold weather running dressing? Well, my rule of thumb really for any run is to prepare for the worst so the worst doesn't happen. Um, And I know that if I'm warm, I can take layers off. But if I'm cold, I can't magically put layers on once I'm out there. Uh, So layering is super important. Uh, Prepare for the worst. I like to stick with my first layer being a tight wicking layer so that it can wick the the sweat away because you no matter how cold it is you will eventually start to warm up and sweat uh, and then your second layer can be something more insulating like fleece or wool and then only whenever it's super cold outside or windy or rain or snow that's when I throw on the additional third layer of either a vest or a rain jacket or snow jacket. Yeah, I think a lot of the questions that I seem to get are people wondering if they should be wearing a full-on jacket or if a vest is enough. And I think that's really a personal preference thing. Um, Especially, I mean, that third layer doesn't necessarily need to be your thick layer. Your thicker layers could be your bottom two. And then depending on the elements, your third layer could be something quite thin. I know the North Face just released a Future Light jacket, which is really great. Also, I mean, on that note, you talked about um, having some that's close to the body for that first layer, you want to make sure that that layer especially is not cotton. And why is cotton a no, 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 no good, good? Why is cotton? Why is cotton no good? I mean, it's it's kind of in fashion right now, but for for winter running, once cotton gets sweaty and wet, it's going to stay wet. Uh, and that's the last thing you want when you're out in the cold. Right. Because then you'll just get more cold. Yeah. And that is not good. Also, a really helpful tool that we found, 
the Runner's World will call the calculator. You can head on over to Runner's World. They have a what to wear calculator of sorts where you can put in things like your gender, the temperature, the wind, uh, whether it's raining, snowing, whatever it is. And it's going to spit out a suggested menu of what to wear for your run. And I'll link that in the show notes as well so you guys can check it out. So that can be super helpful. Also, it's really, really important to make sure that you have your extremities covered because when it's cold, there's going to be a reduced blood flow to your ears, to your fingers, things like that, your toes as well. So socks are important. So yeah, socks, Gloves, mittens, hats, all the things super important to keep you comfortable and keep you moving. Yeah, I have one piece that I like to always have on me because it's versatile and uh, I mean, it's just a plain buff. And that can be used around your neck. You can then put it around your ears. If your ears get cold, I wear it around my wrist as a snot rag. It's super versatile, whether it's a buff or you just cut a sleeve off of an old T-shirt or something. Yeah. And I mean, a buff uh, around your neck is also great for cold weather running because when you're breathing into that, you're having an opportunity to take that cold air and warm it up a little bit and then bring that cold air into your lungs. So a lot of the time when you're running outdoors in the cold weather, you'll feel that ache in your lungs. They'll burn a little bit. It'll hurt a little bit. Of course, with time, actually, that feeling will lessen. But to make it less from the get-go, work on taking in warmer air, more humid air, which will happen if you're breathing into a buff or a scarf of some kind. I feel like it's important here maybe to shout out a few of our go-to items that we wear when we run outside in the cold. Uh, For me, I am a huge, huge fan of the Lululemon Down For It All vest. It has a ton of pockets and there's just no such thing as enough pockets when you're out there on the run. Also a big fan of their flurry up super high rise tights. I personally also lean into like very simple things. It doesn't matter what brand it is again, but like I'm big on a running headband. And if I still want to wear something like a baseball cap, I'll put on the running headband and then I'll put on the cap over that. What are your go-tos? Uh, It should be no surprise that one of my go-tos is the Nike Shield shoe collection. Um, So it's not whether proof, but it's weather resistant. And they've done a great job at making shoes that repel um, precipitation and also keep you warm without your feet overheating. Any other picks for the cold weather? Uh, Another pick, uh, because I also cycle outdoors in the cold, and I have found that sometimes some cold weather cycling gear can also transition to running. And Rafa makes a really nice merino liner glove that you can use for for layering underneath um, whatever your winter running glove is. I dig it. All right. And the last thing to highlight when it comes to what you're wearing is also think reflective. You guys know it's darker in the morning. It's darker after work and earlier. So that means that when you're out there, think reflective, think lighter colors. Uh, If you live in a suburban area, something like a headlamp can be really useful as well as like certain little accessories like wrist reflectors or lights that you can wear around your ankle or, or whatever. You know, it might not be the coolest looking thing, but it's so much more important for you to be safe when you're out there and it's super dark. Yeah, it is dark most of the time in the winter. And I know that we're a little biased living in New York City, but if you're running around a neighborhood, it gets very, very dark. So function over fashion, I would say, running in the winter, running at night in the dark, invest in a headlamp, a waist lamp, something so you can be seen. Our next tip is maybe reframe the way you're thinking of your run in the winter. Now, what do I mean by that, Coach Woods? 
Uh, I like to tell people to transition away from being obsessed with mileage and specific paces and transitioning more into timed runs and running by perceived effort. Uh, you might not even be able to make it to a track in the winter uh, once it starts snowing. So running by time and running by perceived effort and kind of moving away from hitting a certain pace on your watch. Uh, because once it becomes so cold or windy or snowy, we got to put uh, pace aside and focus more on perceived effort. I dig that. Also, something really helpful in the winter when it comes to your strategy for running is doing what Jess likes to call an occasional form check. Talk to me about the form check and why it's important. Uh, I know for me, <laughs> whenever it gets super cold, I start to uh, not pick up my knees as much. I get a little lazy. I'm tight. My shoulders are scrunched. And so I like to do quick and consistent check-ins with my form. Are my shoulders relaxed? Am I picking up my knees? Am I turning my legs over? Am I running kind of slow and lazy? So just doing those self-check-ins, quick and consistent ones throughout the run uh, are also super important. Let it be known that I instantly sat up straighter <laughs> when Jess <laughs> talked about checking her run form. Okay. And the last tip for running in the cold weather, no one to take it inside. I'll, uh, I'll be honest, we're recording this in the basement of Mile High Run Club, a treadmill studio here in New York, which probably gets a lot of play during the colder months. Yeah, definitely. It doesn't matter what the ability level is or what you're training for. It can be used as a tool in the wintertime. I talked about running by perceived effort outside. Uh, but if you want to hit a certain workout, take the run inside. Uh, no shame running on a treadmill. Use it as a tool. Um, know when it is best and safest to, to take the run indoors and use the treadmill to your advantage. Uh, hit the paces that you want to be hitting. Hit all the inclines that you want want to be hitting that you might not be able to get to outdoors. So yeah, use it as a tool. Yeah. I mean, if you're getting out there and you're feeling like your run is literally a punishment, then that's probably a good indicator. Like it hurts. The wind hurts your face. It's too cold. Your tears are freezing. Like these are good signs that you need to not be out there. So just really listen to your body, trust your gut. Mm -hmm. And maybe the winter is your opportunity. And you guys know that I'm a fan of the treadmill, but maybe this is your opportunity to get to like the treadmill a little bit better. You don't need to just hop in a treadmill and run at the same pace for an hour. You can get up there and try different types of workouts. You can play with the incline. You can do intervals. So maybe this is your opportunity instead of a punishment to take the run inside and try something new. Anything to add, Coach Woods? I think that is a very good start. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's a good start. As always, y'all know the drill. If you have a hurdle moment of your own to share, you just want to say hi, you can reach out to me at emily at hurdle.us. Connect with the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at hurdle podcast. Jess, again, where can they find you on social? Where can they keep up with you? They can keep up with me on Instagram at J-E-S-L-Y-N-N-Y-C or check me out coachjess with one S dot com. Awesome. I am at Emily Abadi. Be safe out there, guys. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time.